Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Right now we're going to go to the other microphone right straight across the desk and we have the smiling face of the man that has weathered the storm of all the history pages of every journal and every book. Here he is, Dr. History. Good morning, Zeb. What a wonderful day out there. Oh my. It's nice. So I am, you always ask if somebody needs a hello and I'm going to say hello to Kenneth and Marilyn Call. Faithful listeners down in Utah, down in Orem area. Ken uh, Call? Kenneth Call. That name sounds so familiar. I know a Call family down there. Okay, well, I, I yeah. doubt if this is the same ones, but oh, okay. it, it could be. Okay. But I, anyway, so that's who I want to say hi to today. And we're going to go back uh, not quite as far in history as we usually do. Okay, so we're going to get out of the 1800s. Yes, but okay. it's still about 100 years ago. Oh. So it's uh, it's out there. About the time you were born. About the time I was born. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a guy by the name of Manny Galt, G-A-U-L-T. Okay. And uh, he was a, a good friend and partner with uh, uh, Hamer, um, Frank Hamer, who was a Texas Ranger involved with Bonnie and Clyde. Really? Okay. Now, I, um, and for the listeners, if you go back to last year, March 26th of last year, I did a story on Frank Hamer. So uh, this is kind of a continuance of Hamer and his partner, Manny Galt. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So... His name was Ben Manny Galt. He was born on June 21st, 1886 in Travis County, Texas. He began his career at a furniture manufacturing plant in Austin, where as a neighbor of Hamer's, he became involved in undercover moonshine investigations until he actually officially joined the Texas Rangers in 1929. Ooh. So, say, like almost 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, picture this, April 1st, 1934, six foot two Frank Hamer was sitting cramped in his tiny Ford V8 automobile in a lonely riverside mig- migrant camp near the West Dallas Viaduct. He was eating from a can of sardines Ugh. and celebrating oh. celebrating Easter Sunday alone. On a or, hot, hot day? Yeah, sardines? Or, or this could have been the other way. Or maybe he had driven home to Austin and was having a home-cooked dinner on Riverside Drive with his wife and kids. Uh, we're not sure, but uh, he was uh, highly secretive. He was on a hunt for the natural-born killers known as the Barrow Gang. Oh, Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. So we don't know and we'll never know because part of Frank Hamer's success as a Texas Ranger and Manhunter is that he was never willing to talk. He never told about a lot of the things he did. Now, what we do know is that on that Easter Sunday, two highway patrol officers were out on motorcycle patrol near Grapevine, Texas. Mm -hmm. 
somewhat relaxed on Easter morning, and these guys were kind of rookies. They weren't really very well trained. Uh, they came across a vehicle that was parked on the side of the road, uh, like as if it was uh, having trouble, mechanic trouble. And they noticed that there was a tiny but well-dressed young man and a petite young uh, female, and they were just kind of hanging around right there. And both kind of walked with gimpy legs, kind of like they had a limp of some kind, Mm -hmm. and they were kind of pacing. Well, the little red-haired girl was holding a white uh, rabbit and Easter bunny, and uh, again, these officers kind of thought, okay, these people are having some mechanical problems. Well, nearby, there was a farmer by the name of William Scheifer who had been watching this young couple all afternoon, and he watched as this little white bunny hopped around and grazed and everything, and um, all of a sudden, he witnessed the a huge, loud barrage of automatic gunfire. Oh, boy. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. The little girl, quote, ran to a downed and dying young cop, fired a point-blank kill shot to his head with a sawed-off 20-gauge shotgun. Oh, my. And then, this is even a little more gross, uh, there was laughter, and she said something like, y'all see that? Kind of like, wow. see what I just did? Oh, my. Now, this officer Wheeler that got shot, he was 23 years old, first day assigned to a motorcycle patrol. Oh, no. He did not have shells in his shotgun because he was concerned that if he took a spill on the cycle, that he might discharge his shotgun and hurt somebody. Uh, he was to be married 11 days later. I mean, just a sad deal. Um you know, his fiancée fiance wore her wedding gown to his funeral. Oh, Just a, a sad deal. But So this brutal double murder at Grapevine was a major turning point in the highly publicized pursuit of Barrow and Bonnie, or Bonnie and Clyde. How did they meet? Bonnie and Clyde? Yeah. I, I don't know that. I'm not sure. Yeah. But up until that Sunday, the these self-promoting killers had been enjoying a lot of public fascination and almost a near worship, and it was fueled. Remember, this is during the Great Depression, so they were kind of looked at as like a Robin yeah, Hood type kind thing, of, kind of heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but this brazen killing was also the urgent juncture at which Frank Hamer, a lone hunter from an earlier era, he came from the era of the horse and the Winchester. And he was born in the 1800s. Cowboy. Yeah. And he, so he was looking for a partner to join him in the hunt for Bonnie and Clyde. I see. Now, Hamer specifically asked for a partner from the former Texas Rangers days, an old school lawman he could count on, a former ranger named B.M. Maney Galt. So that's the guy we're going to be talking a lot about, Maney Galt. Mm-hmm. Now, Frank Hamer had known Maney Galt since the mid-1920s when they were neighbors in Austin. Galt had been a stock and dairy farmer until crashing milk prices forced him to find work in a sawmill. Regardless, he was a man after Hamer's own heart. Mm-hmm. He was loyal, he was modest, he was conservative, and perfectly unbreakable. Now, I'm not sure exactly what that meant by unbreakable, but must have been a pretty tough guy, yeah. I'm thinking. Now, Hamer appreciated the fact that Maney was from Travis County, uh, pioneer family. Now, uh, as neighbors in Riverside area of Austin, Hamer and Galt became tight, as did their wives, who they described as being feisty wives, Gladys and Rebecca. Anybody named Gladys, you never mess with. You don't want to mess with it. Anyway, Manny might have been a cowman and a milk uh, 
mill worker, but Hamer recognized in him the ability to blend in and talk his way through his lack of fear and the principal moral compass that Hamer valued above all else. He could also kick rear ends mm-hmm. when needed. It said that on the paper, it too, did. didn't it? Said, it kick yeah. rear ends yeah. mm-hmm. on more than one occasion. Yeah, betcha. Hamer privately put his friend Maney underground during the rough and tumble days of prohibition, illegal gambling, uh, the lawless boom towns like Mexia and Borger. Have you heard of those? Yes. Okay. So here we are. This is also during the time of the Dust Bowl, the Great uh, Depression. It uh, grew near. Private sector jobs dried up, even the sawmills. So Hamer offered his, uh, his friend a job in the Texas Rangers. So uh, the headquarters uh, company uh, hired him on. So Hamer and Galt now became, began to be a team together. And they uh, worked really well together in this violent time of what they call the, the Jim Crow climate, mm-hmm. when the African-Americans men were a lot of times lynched without due process. Mm-hmm. Galt was likely among the handful of rangers who stood with Hamer when he protected a black suspect from a lynch mob of 6,000 in Sherman, Texas. So as a senior captain, uh, Hamer was leading the fight in Texas against the Ku Klux Klan. Wow. So that took a lot of guts to step in in that kind of a scenario, right? Yeah, really. Anyway, Hamer and Galt worklessly worked uh, together so well as rangers. Uh, So by April 14, 1934, Frank and Maney were back together, this time as highway patrol officers. So now we're in the vehicle era. Now, they're not part of the Texas Rangers anymore? Uh, Yes. I see. Yeah. Uh, Well, sort of. I think we'll get to that. But anyway, so they shared the cramped space of Hamer's Ford, hunting down the notorious killers, Bonnie and Clyde. And like them, they slept in their car. They drove 500 or more miles a day and mostly lived on... Crackers and sardines. Don't even mention (laughs) sardines on a hot summer day. Yuck! Now, it wasn't all that bad. According to the late Frank Jr., they took a guitar and a fiddle with them, along with some pretty modern firepower, which I have an uh, idea that means uh, machine guns. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. So it was that uh, more than uh, a month later, uh, Hamer, Galt, and some other guys, a sheriff and his deputy, uh, caught Barrow and Parker in their own pattern of running and put an end to this uh, multi-state menace that had left nine lawmen dead, four innocent civilians dead. So par- Bonnie and Clyde had killed nine officers wow. and four civilians. And, you know, as you think about them, it seemed like they just wanted to kill. I mean, for no real reason. You know, have you seen the movies of oh, Bonnie yeah. and Clyde? There's yeah. a lot of different versions yeah. about how that came down. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, Manny Galt fired his share of rounds on that legendary, controversial, and much misunderstood morning. Really? To the very last moment, he was covering his friend, Poncho, in the silent aftermath when he was reported as yelling, quote, careful, Cap, they might be possum in it. In other yeah, words, they were playing possum like they were dead. Right. Yeah. And so he's telling his buddy, be careful because, you know, they may still jump up and start shooting. Yeah. So anyway, soon after that, the Texas Rangers were reconstituted into a new state law enforcement agency called the Texas Department of Public Safety. Mm-hmm. And it can be argued that Hamer and Galt had uh, saved the Rangers. And I, 
I think they're still called the Texas Rangers. Well, now, that leads right? me to an interesting point. Now, and I know you're probably going to think I'm sidetracked a little bit, but recently there's been a movement for the Texas Ranger baseball team to have their name changed because some of this uh, cancel culture says, oh, the Texas Rangers were evil people in the 1880s. Well, you know, there again, history is so vague on so depends on who you listen to. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, Everything I've, the stories I've done on the Texas Rangers, is, yeah, there's maybe a few bad guys, but for the most part, I mean, you take these two guys, Manny and uh, Manny Galt they and put Frank their lives on the line. They did, they did. Now there was an Austin newspaper ran a uh, front page headline proclaiming, "Hamer Galt Hero Day is set." Okay, this was after right. all this. Citizens planned a testimonial dinner to be held for Frank and Maney on May 28th with a speech by the governor. Frank and Maney rejected any such celebration. Other than an interview given to a guy named Webb years later, Hamer only gave one interview at the time to a reporter he knew and trusted, and Galt gave none. He didn't. They didn't talk about were it. They, they the didn't two, brag. Were they the two main people yes. that set up the uh, the stoppage of Bonnie and Clyde? Yes. Yeah. I see. Yep. How many were there that day? Uh, I don't know. There. Is, uh, I'm thinking there was probably six or eight uh, At least. altogether. Yeah. 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 Anyway, but. Uh, Galt, like I say, gave no uh, interviews. And when rejected by Galt, one reporter described the former Ranger as cold-eyed, mysterious, and he doesn't talk. Now, here's another interesting thing. Hamer turned down a $10,000 offer to have a book written about him and major movie offers, uh, including one from Tom Mix. Really? Who was a, you yeah, know, cowboy movie. star. Yeah. But actually, uh, he returned to his wife Gladys, and in his quiet and modest work in oil security, Galt, however, returned to the Texas Rangers, serving as sergeant in Austin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, not long after the ambush of Barrow and Parker, uh, Bonnie and Clyde, the bullet uh, pocked death car reappeared in public. A local carnival operator named Charles Stanley purchased this mangled, beat-up car from its original owners and took it on tour under his new billing as, quote, the crime doctor. Yeah. And yeah. for a time, he even had Barrows and Parker's parents and other relatives on the road with him making some cash after their Wait a decisions. minute, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. The parents yeah. went and along on this road show? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And talked about the killing of their kids? Yeah. So... Holy moly. Now, now here's where they come in again. There was an appearance in Austin as this guy showed off the death car. He presented some really gruesome slides of photos, and he spoke openly about Hamer's confidential sources. Two figures approached the packed house. Frank Hamer and Manny Galt came up on the stage and confronted this guy with Galt on one side, Hamer slapped Stanley in the head and confiscated his slides and threatened him with more serious action if he continued the sli- the sideshow. Slide really? Show. Yeah. Oh. Just slapped the heck out of this carnival guy. The heck, said, yeah, you say. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> heck I say. <laughs> Well, within five years, Manny Galt was promoted to captain of C Company in Lubbock. His territory covered some 94 counties in West Texas, extending from the Panhandle to the Rio Grande. During the 10 years he served as captain, Galt solved many cases involving murder, 
bank robbery, robbery and cattle rustling, rustling. Some say that Galt was a dogged lawman to the detriment of his own health. You know, so, I need to ask you something right there. Did you notice, and I know you have, with all the stories that you've had on Dr. History, about lawlessness and criminals and about, like, uh, the James Gang and others, after they were shot and killed, they'd post them out in front of the public right. in boxes or whatever? Right. They did the same with Bonnie and Clyde, didn't they? I, there were some pictures, yeah. Yeah, that's I, I, I believe thought. you're right. Yeah. But, uh, like I say, he worked so hard that it got to his health and at age 61 he was still working on an unsolved murder when he got sick and he actually died december 4th 1947 in austin uh hamer his past buddy eulogized him as a quote 23 carat fellow really? which i assume that just means just an amazing yeah. guy yeah and he was as loyal a man as there ever could be never a better man or truer friend than manny galt wasn't there the day that uh, bonnie and clyde were shot and uh, taken out of commission uh, give us the circumstances wasn't there somebody in the gang the barrow and parker gang that had tipped off the police as to the route where they were going to be going that day you know i i would need to do some research on that because i I'm not. I, I didn't really look into. But they were set up in an ambush situation. Somehow, I believe yeah. they were of yeah. some kind. Yeah. Uh, they knew where they would be. Yeah. You know. But you know, while historical information on Galt is is kind of sparse, you know, uh, a story about an oil boom town that once requested the Texas Rangers service, and some guy came into this town and just terrorized people. The Rangers sent one guy, Manny Galt, to deal with this whole group. The gang leader was inside a barn, so after clearing it of civilians, you hear all this crashing and banging and everything, and then Manny comes out holding the guy by the back of the shirt, just kicking him in the posterior all the way down the street. Mm-hmm. That's in the posterior. Posterior. You say. Yes, I see. yes, that's what it says see, right yeah. here. So, and it should be pointed out that during the pursuit of Bonnie and Clyde, Frank Hamer wanted one man and one man only, and that was Hamer. And that's who he personally ha- wanted with him. Really? So Captain Manny Gall should also go down in history as one of the reluctant heroes of the day and one of the greatest Texas Rangers of all time. And I'm going to bet may, people have probably heard of Frank Hamer. But I'm going to say, now hopefully some of our Texas listeners might say, oh yeah. We know we know Manny Galt, and we yeah. know about him. Yeah. So, how big an area? Now, I'm trying to remember. I've read stories about this. Did Bonnie and Clyde uh, terrorize? Was it Oklahoma and Texas? Uh, was it, how many states? Was it also neighboring states too? You know, I think it was because just going by memory, it seems like they would outrun the the police and get into the go past the state line to another state and i I probably should do a story on them i guess i think what would be interesting is to find out the network of people that they were involved in yeah and they had quite a few people that protected them too oh yeah they were kind of the robin hood yeah uh, yeah you know and the people kind of kind of liked the fact that they were stealing from the rich i guess or you know robbing banks and whatever it was they did but you know you cannot excuse killing no, no. police officers and civilians no. i mean uh, they were had to be a pretty ruthless they ended up getting what, what they, they deserved they did they, yeah absolutely yeah yeah 
pretty amazing. The and yeah. like I say, I just can't say enough about these Texas Rangers. I'm trying to remember the stars of the movie. It was Faye uh, Dunaway, and um, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, oh my goodness sakes! I'll think of it in just a minute. The actor that played. Uh, oh my goodness! I, there's a good trivia question. I forgot his name. Faye Dunaway played uh, the part of of uh, Bonnie. Yes. And you can't find the other one. And I'll think of it the minute you get up out of the chair and leave. I've got it here. Oh, you do? I do. Okay, well, you look it up, and I'll tell everybody. Okay, here we go. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, was it called The Highwayman? Is that the name of the movie? I'm not sure Um, what version you're looking at. Yeah. So, um, Woody Harrelson played the part of one, uh, of Manny Galt, actually. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm not, I can't remember who played the part of, uh, bon, uh, Clyde. Of Frank. I'm talking about Bonnie and oh, Clyde. Oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I can't, I'm not okay. sure who they right. were. Uh, anyway, there you go. Great story. Let's do a follow-up on that. Well, For some reason, I think that their reign of terror spread up into the Midwest and for some reason, I think that I remember my grandfather, one of my grandfathers, telling me something about they went into Illinois and maybe even southern Wisconsin. So check on that, okay. would you? Yeah. 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 Appreciate that. All right. Doctor History, you've done it again. Well, what can I say? This oh, has well. been a fun story. <laughs> you know, and folks, if you have any corrections, please just go to my webpage, dr-history.com, because uh, I don't always pronounce things right or get everything. And I appreciate the listeners that have sent me suggestions yeah, for stories. Absolutely. And you can hear him every Tuesday right here on Zebeth Ranch. Thank you, Dr. History. Or on iTunes. You can catch there me you there. Go. There you go. Yep. And uh, that's better than Looney Tunes. Sometimes. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.